At Knox Strips, our mission is to improve the health of our community through the utilization of IV hydration therapy. IV therapy offers a wide range of benefits that cannot be ignored. Whether you're looking to improve your immune system, stay hydrated, or get over that game day hangover, you can be confident that our passionate and experienced team at Knox Strips will have an option that fits your needs. We are mobile and proud to serve Knoxville and the surrounding areas anytime, day or night. To learn more or book an appointment, please visit knoxstrips.com. Football season isn't going the way we want it to. Some things you can't rely on. Some things you can't trust. Marcos Garza is not one of those things. I'm proud to partner with him for the Reeds Ranch podcast. If you find yourself or a loved one or a friend needing legal representation this football season, do the smart thing. Trust the Garza Law Firm. He won't let you down. He won't overthrow you. He won't underthrow you. He'll just throw it to you. 865-540-8300. That's the phone number. Online 24-7 at GarzaLaw.com. GarzaLaw.com. 865-540-8300. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense lawyer, criminal defense lawyer, and personal injury lawyer. Before you say guilty, say Garza. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. What up? What is up? How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, well, actually, today's been pretty bad, TBH, but it is okay. My back is a little tweaked. My washer is not draining. I tried a hard reset, so hopefully that worked by the time I get off of here. But other than that, we are thriving. Like your, your washing machine? Yeah, it won't, it won't, it won't drain. It won't drain. Like, I couldn't get it to spin either, so I YouTubed it. They said to, it was pretty funny. It said to plug, unplug it for a minute, plug it back in, then raise and lower the lid six times within 12 seconds to do a hard reset. So we'll see. I really thought, I really thought the YouTube person was messing with me telling me to raise it and lower it six times. I was like, that's surely that's not the way that works. But either way, welcome into this week's spaces. How do I sound? I'm trying to do it on the beats like you do. Do I sound as good as you? You sound great. Okay. Our boy Capaquitic is listening. Um, can't wait to hear some more Trey Young talk. The electric, I'm sure. You know, we're getting close to, to NBA season. 
All right, so, yeah, we'll get rolling. If you want to speak, you know the drill. Just request to speak. Patrons of Reed's Ranch, go to the front of the line, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. If you want access to the Discord and our community, it's a good community. We do fun things. I'm not starting with Trey Young, Capaquitic. It's not. It's not happening. It's not happening unless you can, unless you can show me a receipt of you being a patron of Reed's Ranch. You're not getting on here and talk Atlanta Hawks off the get go. Although, to be honest, Seth, after uh, after thinking about Tennessee the last couple of days, it might be better to talk about the Hawks because we got a good we got a good bit session out last night on Reed's Ranch. But how are you feeling today? Um, like Joe is the entire problem. Oh, wow. So we're just going there from the get go. Joe's the problem. I mean, don't you, you know, uh, the stats that I saw today, the stats that I saw today were kind of mind blowing when I realized that 31 of his 62 completions this year have been behind the line of scrimmage. That is half. Half Seth, of half, completions man. have been behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I saw those 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 numbers comparing him to Sam Hartman, which again, that's an unfair comparison to Joe. I know Sam Hartman is really really good, but you know, it was ugly. It was ugly. I also tweeted that out without really adding any context, and had a couple people ask if or ask if I thought that meant Joe was the problem and not the offensive line because it's clearly the offensive line, to which my jaw just became a gape. And I was like, so we – I understand if you want to say that you couldn't block Florida, even though you only gave up one sack. You're telling me you can't block Virginia or Austin P. I I mean, come on. Well, they only have three sacks. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I guess the argument is that these passes are keeping him from getting sacked. I Sure. No, nobody's nobody's arguing that the offensive line is good. No, like literally nobody is making that argument. I think the argument is that they're probably not being helped out by Joe, and um, proper quarterback play would alleviate some of these issues as Hendon Hooker did for two years. Because two years ago we didn't have a good offensive line either. Two years ago we were starting a, a we were starting a walk on at right tackle. Two years ago, right? Wasn't Dane Davis our starting right tackle? I don't think he was ever our starting right tackle. Okay, I just I, I couldn't remember who was starting at right tackle that year with. Uh, I think he played some games. I think he played he, some games. I don't know if he was ever our starting right tackle. It was Ole Miss. I'm will... thinking of. He was playing. He was the he was the right tackle against Ole Miss. I'm thinking of. I guess Cade, maybe Cade played right tackle that year. Oh, I mean, we. It's just – it's Joe. It's Joe. Well, if you want to talk about the offensive line not being able to pass block deep down the field, okay, that's okay, whatever. But I would also say, like, are we blaming the offensive line for not being able to line up and have to use two timeouts on the first drive coming out of halftime? Well, we it, threw a good deal of, of long range. We, we threw a good bit of long passes the other night. I thought so, too, and only one sack. Now, you know, a sack and an interception that was, you know, kind of created from the sack – or created from the pressure, I should say. I would rather that had been a sack and had two sacks instead of just one. And an interception is what I'm getting at. But to me, like, we've talked about it all year long, really. Really, since the Clemson game. 
there's just no pocket awareness. There's just no pocket awareness. So if you do truly think the offensive line is the problem, I would rather have a quarterback that can move around that doesn't stand literally flat-footed inside the pocket. Literally, on his flat on his feet. Yeah. Bobs are low. Bobs are low. Is no one going to talk? No one wants to talk. I'm going to end this. I've already made my – I do three hours of radio a day. Seth and I did a podcast last night. This is for the people. Someone who doesn't want to talk Hawks step to the front of the line. Let's Here get an update on fraud watch and fraud warnings. <laughs> Our friend Bob. John, can you hear me? Brother? Yeah, what's up? First of all, it's very good to see you and Seth and uh, the rest of the Breeze Ranch Discord crew on Saturday at the tailgate. 1,000%. It was the, you know, I don't know if I'm getting older and more mature or just the fellowship was that good, but typically whenever my team has a, a loss like that, I would say the whole trip was wasted. I was dumb for going, but I didn't feel that way on Sunday. Maybe it's because Big Ryan Tannehill came up clutch for me, but I think it was also the fellowship. So it was good to see you too, brother. You know, you have you have 12 awesome hours at the tailgate and then, you know, three or four not so awesome hours in the stadium and you know 12 beats four every time it's true true that's math that's math brother seth how are you doing this evening i'm good it was a blessing to see you on saturday it's always a blessing to see you seth seth you're looking very handsome you have a uh for those who've not seen seth hughes in real life um he's an extremely handsome gentleman who as he matures, is getting a, uh, a, a, a very good Mr. Fantastic thing about him as he gets a little bit of a gray hairs along the sideburns. It's a, it's, it's a good look for you, Seth. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so how about that game, boys? <laughs> we scored 16 points. We scored, we, scored, we scored 16 points, and nine of those points don't even matter. And for anyone listening who thinks that the second half was anything to hang on to, that the second half, that, that, that there was any semblance of a comeback that the, that the referees somehow stopped, I just want to tell you right now that you have the brain of a golden retriever. You have a single digit amount of synapses firing in that skull of yours. And I understand why you want to do it. You want to, you want some hope. You want some hope moving forward. You want something to hang on to from the game, but I have two words for you. Grow up. Actually three words. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> that's uh, that's four words, Bob. I don't count the as a word. That's a, that's a, you know, it's a it's it's like a connecting it's an article. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an article. It's like an it's like an ampersand sign symbol. They should make a symbol for the. Um. Anyway, I think I think I called in several times the past couple weeks. You know, discussing fraud watch for Tim Banks, discussing fraud watch for one Joe Milton. Last week, I sort of uh, I sort of regret my my call last week about about Tim Banks and. Uh, 
the rancid dick heat we've seen the first two weeks. Um, there was none of that. There was no dick heat coming. I think we have to back in zone. I think we have to put rancid dick heat on fraud watch. I think we have to put rancid dick heat on fraud warning. What the hell were they doing out there? What was the strategy? Just sitting back in zone. It was insane to me after the first drive where they where they just they moved the ball down on the field with you with ease just methodically and nothing changed until the second half when Florida stopped trying. Yeah, my thought on that is like I, I get sitting in zone if you're worried about the quarterback taking off and running. If you have a mobile quarterback that's going to run, because if you're playing man, a lot of the times they will just have to make a linebacker miss for a big game. I don't think of Graham Mertz as a runner. I'm also okay with sitting in zone if you are worried about your defensive backs being able to guard some really elite receivers. I don't think Florida has any of a, any of those elite receivers. It was mind-numbing watching them just go zone, 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 and also miss tackle after tackle after tackle. That Kamal had an effort on the on the on the seventy yard um, touchdown run. I, I I've posted this many times on on Elon Musk's x.com on the on the Reeds Ranch Discord, patreon.com slash Reeds Ranch. Uh, Two dollars a month gets you access to the Discord. the the cure for ma- The cure for male loneliness is patreon.com. Slash Reed's That's Ranch. True. That's true. That's true. Think about how many friends people have made off of that. Yeah. So many. I've, so many people. We'd be so lonely, especially once Twitter shuts down. We'd be so lonely. But go ahead. Keep going. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, RE, the, the fellowship, RE, the brotherhood, RE, Reed'sRanch.com, Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. I brought two of my friends who I've known for 10 plus years to the to the Reed's Ranch tailgate, and they were they were just flabbergasted by the whole thing. Um, I don't understand what's so weird about it. It's just dudes hanging out. It's just it it, it, it it's dudes hanging out and women, you know, and women people people who don't who who aren't involved like us, Seth. People who aren't involved like us. People who don't have a you know they don't understand how how modern society works. They think. Uh, you know, internet friends is for is 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 for losers. You know, in the best sense. Um, the internet is real and life. and and degenerates for the most part. And I can assure you, there are you know there are there are degenerates on the Reeds Ranch Discord. Um, you know, but they're but they're far outnumbered. Maybe. So it sounds to me like the only thing that did not end up on Fraud Watch out of the weekend was fellowship. Uh, it sounds like you don't even want to talk about the team. You've canceled Tim Banks. He's back on fraud warning. Uh, Kamal Haddon, fraud war- Are you ready to stamp him with the fraud? Are you ready to put a big F on his uh, chest, or is he just at a I'm warning? ready to send him to jail, John. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Did you see him at the end of the game squaring up like the Notre Dame fighting Irish logo? He looked just like the leprechaun. Holy shit. And all... Uh, speaking of fraud watch, BrentHubsVolQuest.com. What a shitty website that is. <laughs> All summer, I'm listening to podcast after podcast where they He's are telling the us 
that if Kamal had an axe out, we're never going to see him again. He's going to get benched. Where the hell is that? Um, my wife has just got home. She's looking like me, like I'm insane. So, um, so you're on fraud watch. Absolutely. Have a good night. You're on fraud I love watch. You, Bob. See you, Bob. Well, we know who runs that house, I suppose. It's going to be tough to be Steven, let's grab Steven. Steven, thanks for holding on. Welcome to whatever this is. The floor is yours. What's up, John? Nice to speak to you. Good talking to you, brother. I'm doing you? good. First time calling in. Thanks for letting me speak. Um, yeah, I was just responding to uh, what Seth was saying earlier about Joe being the problem and how the offensive line was not a problem the first year that Joe Heupel was there. And I think a big reason to that is because how many times did you see the play clock um, go under 30 seconds when we're snapping the football? And I haven't seen that. Every time. I haven't, Every I haven't time. seen that one time this year. If I have to see Joe fucking Milton put his hand out to the center to stop him from snapping the football to look over the sidelines, I'm going to lose my mind. I felt like with Hendon, we only did that in like very – in situations where the play was very, very important to kind of like just reassess what they had, what they even were showing, but very, very rarely. And it was only in matters of like great import. Yeah. With Joe, it felt like yeah, every not, snap. Not, not every time has to be super fast. Yeah. I mean, a big part of lining up to go fast is just to keep, you know, defenses from substituting. Right. So I didn't think we had to do that every time. But, you know, I've yet to see Tennessee really go fast at all, like at all this year. And if there ever was a time to go fast, it was at the end of the first half. It was yeah. the beginning of the second half. It was the entire second half. And instead, Tennessee went on a 14-play, 45-yard field goal drive that took five minutes and two timeouts. Yeah, and that's like, in my opinion, that's how these wide receivers, you know, they call it a gimmick offense because these guys are streaking down the field. That's because the defense isn't ready. Like, the defensive line is gassed. There's no pressure. DBs have no idea where we're about to be. And people are just wide open. If you want to help Joe Mill now get himself in the game, go faster. I mean, I, unless they're just scared that our defense can't stop anybody and we're just handing the ball right back to them, we'll go three and out real quickly. But at this point, I mean, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, it's clear that whatever we're doing on offense isn't working because I will reiterate, we scored 16 points. And seven of those came, you know, in the first, like, seven minutes of the game. So, really, you scored yeah. nine points the final 50, 50 minutes of the game, we'll call it. That uh, That's not fast. That's not fun. That sure as hell is fake. Not real. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not out on Hypo by any means, but I mean, let's be real. He he started Joe over Hendon be, you know, beginning of his career. We saw how that played out, and now you know we hear that Dylan Sampson is available last game, and they asked him about a point blank, and he said, "Yeah, he's a little dinged up." Well, the plan was to get him in the game, and he just doesn't play. Well, Dylan Sampson ain't gonna do anything. It's not gonna change anything. I'm just saying, though, like, you can put your playmakers on the field. Like, it might, I, I, he's way better than Jabari Small is, got, in my opinion. We got, like, Jabari Small's fine. It's not the issue. We got plenty of playmakers on the field, but they're not doing anything because of one guy. I mean, yeah, I agree with both of your points. I mean, yeah, you want your skilled position players, you want your playmakers to get the ball, but I also agree with what Seth's saying is that lack of talent at the skill position players was not an issue. We, we had, Squirrel White wide open the entire over and night. Over and over we over had 
over and over. We had Thornton making big plays. Like, Brew is an automatic eight yards if you get him the ball. And, of course, he caught a long touchdown. I know nationally people are talking about how the wide receivers aren't as good as they were last year. And that's probably true overall. But that's not the reason Tennessee's offense is struggling. Yeah, Jabari Small averaged five yards a carry. Like, it's not really the issue. Saturday night. Like, it's not like they're keeping Herschel Walker on the bench. Well, is, is there anything this weekend to change your mind about Joe Milton, or does he have to wait till SEC play again? There's, yeah, no, he has to he has to play well the next three games before uh, we'll yeah. think we have a shot of going into Alabama. And, you know, maybe that's not a fair, uh, fair thing to say in most years. Like, hey, how are you going to play against Alabama? But I 100% think it's fair to ask this year if your quarterback's ready to go down there and win because they are right for the picking. And, yeah, like, he could score 100 points on UTSA, and I wouldn't care. I honestly, yeah. truly wouldn't think any different about it. Yeah. All right, boys. Nice appreciate you. Have a good night. Yeah, man. All right. Appreciate you. Let's grab uh, Samuel. Let's see what Samuel's got to say. What's up, Samuel? You are muted, my friend. It's down the bottom left. There you go. What's up, Samuel? Going once. Going twice. Samuel. Try again later, my friend. Let's grab JoJo. What's up, JoJo? JoJo, you there? I'm here. What's up, brother? I was. I just got one question. Is do we really think Josh is gonna let Joe Milton drag him down? To the level of getting fired, I know it's no. I know it's a long way away, but no, surely no, he's no. smarter there's, than there's that. There's nothing he could do. There's nothing he could do this year to get fired. And thank God, like he, he can't play Joe Milton again next year. So no, 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 that's not going to happen. Now, you know, I said on the radio show that, in my opinion, and I actually feel this way, that losing in Florida, especially the way we lost, to me wipes out a lot of the goodwill from last year. And yeah. like now. Now, to me, Josh Heupel is back to maybe it's not fair to say square one, but like, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prove that last year wasn't a fluke. You, you gotta prove that you can put out a good offense. Right. If Tennessee was losing games this year, you know, forty-five to forty-two, and the offense looked great, the defense just sucked. Like, that's an easy fix. You go hire a different defensive coordinator. You got recruits <clears throat> coming in and freshmen that are already there that'll make the defense better. But the fact that the offense looks so bad, like. Josh, my God, that's supposed to be your thing. Right, you, you got to get that shit locked. You got to get that shit tight. That, but no, no, he's not in danger of getting fired. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like I'm in no way, I'm in no way advocating for it. I was just curious because, like, I was. I, you're exactly right. He, surely, surely, he can tell that this guy we're paying eight million dollars to is probably a little better than this guy who is, you know, not getting it done. So, you know. Yeah, and you know, people talk about the offensive line. You can tell me that you're afraid the five-star freshman is going to get hurt. Nico's going to run around and make plays. That's all there is to it. I don't think football is as dangerous in 2023 as it was in 1995. You know, if Britt Schaefer survived in the SEC and Eric Ains survived in the SEC as true freshman in a much, like, more physical style of play, I I think our five-star freshman who can move around and run will be okay. That's how I feel. Same here. Let the kid ball. Anything else, JoJo? Go Vols. Appreciate you, brother. Let's keep it rolling. Let's grab Adam. What up, Adam? 
unmute that mic down at the bottom left. What's up, How buddy? we doing, boys? Good. How are you? Well, unfortunately, the sun did come up on Sunday morning. Yeah. But it still yeah. fucked the Florida Gators and anybody who's ever done that egregious, disgusting act considered to be a gator chomp can eat shit. I just want that to be said. Uh, man, I gotta say the the gator chomp it, it hurts. It hurts when they're, it's directed at you inside the stadium. It's a. I kind of wish we had a cool hand motion like that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, you, you got a good point. You know the 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 vol thing. <sighs> I just don't really think it's that cool, you know. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a VFL, you know, but I, it's just not as cool as some some shit like that sometimes. But the Gator Chomp is not as annoying as the bark because you're not a grown adult barking at people. The Gator Chomp it's a nice little signal back to the other fans. And I gotta admit, I'm a big Tom Petty fan. I thought the uh, the song at the end of the third quarter was pretty cool. Yeah, regrettably, I, 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 I regrettably cool agree with you there. I guess. Yeah. But you know, yeah. <clears throat> looking back on the game. I guess just a few comments. Uh, so, uh, obviously, Joe Milton's not operate, operating the offense, you know, to the way that Hendon Hooker, nor nobody maybe ever will uh, like Hendon Hooker. But I think the problems go a lot deeper than just Joe Milton. I mean, especially in the second half, we were way, we were way too vanilla, I thought, on offense at times when I felt like we needed to be urgent. The first caller, uh, my golden retriever, still offended by his comment. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I felt like, you know, Billy, he was just trying to run the fucking clock out. He was going to get out of there with a W. The door we couldn't cracked. Score. No, we couldn't score. Yeah, we, could, we couldn't score. We got fucking near the damn edge of the red zone every time, fourth and one, or fucking turn it over, whatever we did, you know? They, they don't take shots because they don't trust the quarterback. It's, I can't even believe. We saw Josh Heupel for two years out of three. He did nothing but launch bombs with his quarterback over and over and over again. He did not morph overnight into some cuck unwilling to throw it downfield. He just doesn't trust his quarterback. His quarterback can't do it. His quarterback can't run the offense, so we just sit there and throw, what'd you say, 31 out of, what did you say, John? Yeah. Uh, 34% of his passes have been behind the line of scrimmage. 50% of his uh, completions have been behind the line of scrimmage. I think it's 31 out of 62. Those are his completions. As far as the actual attempts, let me see if I can find it. It is uh, 33 of 97. Yeah, that's that's concerning, and I'll I'll touch on that too. You know, just all the all the swing swing passes outside, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. All those do seem to be like designed, right? Oh no, they de- they definitely are. They're all either quick swing passes or or quick screens to the wide receivers, and you know they're not really ineffective plays. They're not, yeah, they're not negative plays. They're not negative plays, and, and if you come, you know, if you follow those up with going fast and then taking a deep shot on second down, they probably complement each other really well. But that hasn't happened so far this year. It's been five-yard gain, go up, take, relatively speaking, take your time, or comparatively speaking, I should say. And, you know, it hasn't been effective. The first swing pass he threw. I actually like the swing passes a lot more than the than the wide receiver screen. 
Yeah, the swing passes I thought were pretty effective. The first swing pass he threw, which was his first pass of the game, was was a really nice play. Yeah. It seems like the the majority of the time when the swing pass is effective, it's to Brew McCoy and he just runs over two guys, you know, to get 12, 13 yards. I like like it's a squirrel. I mean, the swing pass to me is a running back. The the wide receiver screen, the little – Oh, right, right, correct, yeah. I I mean – you know, squirrels pretty pretty shifty. I, they're not. I, I just John, don't, they're not really ineffective. I just don't recall. I know last year. I, I think we. You know, I, I remember seeing it, but not to the degree that we've. I thought that the Austin P game. I had hopes that that was just the vanilla offense. Didn't really, you know, feel like we needed to really do much more than that. But it was the same offense because it's Joe Milton. It was the same exact. But I I don't really. Quite understand it though, because well, my, we know. My, well, my thinking on these. Go ahead. Go ahead. But we know the 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 issues in the past with you know the accuracy and Joe Milton, but he's shown at times, you know that he can he can really be good. You know, hitting the deep ball. My thinking about what's really hurting the offense this year is. You can't score inside the 30. Like, I thought on exactly. Saturday, Tennessee got into Florida's territory a lot. But when the field shrinks, I truly think if you had a running quarterback that could keep the defense yes. on there and pick yes. up some of those 10, 15-yard runs, that all looks drastically different. Think about how many times Hinton Hooker got you down towards the goal line running the ball. You don't even have to have a running quarterback. You just have to have one willing to keep it every now and then. That's a great sure. point. That's, that's we're a not great sure point. if Hinton's fast or not. I, I thought that it. we got the ball on, in Florida's scoring range plenty of times. It's just we could not score touchdowns. Joe has not taken what the defense has given him in the running game. That's that's for sure. He's had opportunities to, to kind of make something with his legs, and it just kind of seems like he just refuses to do that. All right, Adam, anything else? Uh, go Vols. Go Vols. Go Vols. Got to do a little housekeeping. Appreciate a tweeter for keeping me honest. Sometimes a player messes up. I'm going to uh, delete that out of the podcast, but it is a fair point. I said Ainge and Schaefer survived as a freshman. They did both get hurt. So fair point, fair point there. I'll go with little ass Johnny Menzel survived as a freshman. So, yeah, he had a, a, a first-round pick blocking for him. But if his little ass could take getting hits in the SEC and running around, I'll, I'll say that Nico still can too. But you're right. You're right. I bend the knee. Ainge and Schaefer both did get hurt as freshmen, so fair enough. Whatever. Who cares? Play Nico. Whatever. Um, let me check. Let me check to see if Mark's a patron because I know BMV is. Let's see here. It does not look like Mark is, so sorry. That's the rules. BMV gets cut. Gets the cut in line. What's up, BMV? I'm YouTube. Oh, okay. Mike. You know, it's almost like people forgot that Joe Milton ran out of bounds against Ole Miss two years ago. And I told you all that fucking weekend, he should never see the field again. You all believe, last year he come in and throwing all these big, pretty touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, and we're up 60 points. This fucking sheep fan base fell for it again, man. Okay, what game was it last year where he came in at the end of the first half to throw the Hail Mary? Y'all remember that? I do not. People, people were going crazy. People were going was that crazy. against UT Martin? No, no, it was a big game because I wasn't at UT Martin. It was a, oh, it was okay. a, it was a big SEC game, and he came in. He's sitting there like <laughs> doing the windmill with his arm, warming it up, and he goes in, throw the hail mary. 
People, people go, going crazy. I don't get it. He looks. He looked great last year when there was no pressure, when he wasn't the starter. And this year, the reason you, the reason he can't, they don't have such a vanilla offense because he can't run the real offense. Like they have to dummy this shit down for him. And it was Alabama. Okay, it was Alabama. It's it's is it going to be no different this weekend, next weekend? It fuck. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of problems on this team. Putting Nico in is not going to make Jamal head and pull his balls out and tackle somebody. That's just that ship sailed too. No, that's fair. That's fair. Now, I do think you might get a little juice, you know, from the rest of the roster with this quarterback change, depending on how they feel inside the locker room with those politics and dynamics or whatever. Yes. But you're right. Like, I do not want to come in here and make a sign the quarterback is the only reason we lost to Florida. I thought the defense played like shit, too. And who knows if they would have been able to stop Florida all night because, like Seth said, you know, they were not trying to score points in the second half. They maybe could have hung 50 on us no matter what our offense did. So it's not fair to blame Joe for the entire game. But um, it's yeah. step one. It's step it's one. Step one. It's no, one, it's, two, and three. It's fair. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Brendan, I'm just trying to be fair. <clears throat> and it, you, you, how long until some of these teammates, you know, are going to be like, okay, this this old boy's just not going to get it done. Like, when are they going to, you know, w- will there be a dynamic, like you said, in the locker room? Will some of these players start, you know, speaking out to the coaches? Like, hey, you know what? Why not give the kid a chance? He's obviously good. It cannot I, get any worse than the first three weeks. It can't. It's, it's going to be pretty ugly this weekend, I think. No, and, like, it's important to also kind of talk about, like, we haven't played a good game all year. Like, we played a good half against Virginia. We played terrible against Austin P, and we played terrible against Florida. So, like, if I'm a wide receiver in this offense, I'm pretty frustrated right now. I expected more touches. I expected more points and yards. I can't imagine that anyone's really having fun so far. Now, maybe everything comes out. UTSA is the game you thought you were getting against Austin P. But it's probably more likely that it's another frustrating game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just just the thought of Spencer Rattler throwing that ball against our defensive secondary secondary and having to have Joe keep up with that. I mean, that's just that's just nightmare fuel. Run it into a fucking brick wall. Who cares? But that's it. I mean, Joe Milton, this is the same Joe Milton that ran out of bounds, overthrew Tillman, like no, 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 no. Tillman should have caught that ball. Tillman should have caught that ball. I'll give you right out of bounds. I'll give you right out of bounds, but Tillman should have caught that pass against Ole Miss. Okay. Hit him in the hands. Throw it too hard. He just throws too hard. That's all it is. He probably threw it too hard. And I love Big Said. This podcast has loved Big Said for four yep. years, but he should have caught that pass. But he did run out of bounds with the game on the line. And the worst part was he lined up like he thought there was more time on the clock. That, that was oh, the most frustrating man. thing. He sat there and looked up at the clock. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that was the most frustrating thing. Anything else, BMV? Nope, that's it. Love you, brother. See you. I love you, buddy. I forgot to ask, but hopefully he's coming to South Carolina weekend, but I doubt he is. I don't think he is. Let's grab Mark. What up, Mark? Thanks for holding. John, Seth, how you boys doing tonight? Well, as you can tell, not too Pretty well. fucking shitty. Not too well. Well, um, yeah. um, I wanted to ask you, John, uh, did you happen to catch any of the uh, the interview that the drive had earlier with uh, Adam Sparks? No, I did not. Well, basically, Adam Sparks had said that uh, he spoke with some people in the program, and it's pretty damn interesting if you listen to it, because this is kind of a big red flag for me from a coaching standpoint, but that uh, – Early on in the first half, after we had the initial score and drive, 
part of the issues that we had with the communication is that we were still trying to verbally communicate calls at the line. Um, so yeah, that that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Like I don't know if that's because anybody can't pick, like somebody on the field can't pick it up. Particularly, I don't know if that would be the quarterback can't pick it up and he has to go and like tell everybody and like they don't have the hand signals in line. But yeah, that that is inexcusable and it obviously played out that way because you had to keep taking timeouts. You kept having false starts. You look just completely unrighteous. Well, and what that's sick. And what killed me is is that they they uh, he, he mentioned that apparently that the staff was like caught off guard by it. I mean, I don't give a shit how down Florida might be. You're going in the swamp. You haven't won there in 20 years. How are you not more prepared for a hostile environment? Honestly, like they got loud once things went well, but it wasn't the hostile environment that hurts you. Once you scored that touchdown, they were nervous. They were ready to quit. I was there. And, you know, you gave them a shot in the arm by helping push them to the end zone on a 60-yard run. You you literally gave them a shoulder check that helped them get their momentum and speed back up. Right. Now, I, I do agree with you that. Could eas- you, you, you could have easily taken the crowd out. I think I said if Tennessee scored a touchdown on their first drive and got up 7 nothing, my confidence went up to 95 out of 100. It felt like 100 out of 100 inside the stadium. Right. And then it didn't. Then it felt very no, bad. I agree with that, and I think we all would have felt – I mean, we probably all felt confident at that time when we went up 7-zip um, because I was under the impression that you know Florida couldn't score and that our defense, if they just showed a little more effort – uh, we, you know, probably had a pretty good chance of blowing them out. But um, I just, like I said, that kind of caught me off guard because we haven't seen this offense be able to execute even at home in front of our home crowd uh, with Joe Milton, the quarterback. And then you throw him in a place where you can't hear once things kind of go off the rails that you just didn't seem well prepared for this game at all. And that's pretty a big red flag for me. Yeah, no, like, and, and there, there's something to Tennessee on the road. There's something to it. Like, you didn't look great against South Carolina, obviously. Um, you didn't look, you didn't look prepared against Georgia. I, I'm not holding you accountable for losing to that Georgia team. Obviously, they're really good. But you came out and you had like what five, six, seven false starts. The last time completely overwhelmed. Well, the last time they played well on the road in a hostile environment was Josh's first year at Alabama. Yeah, because yeah. I don't even consider LSU hostile. Like, the way that yeah, game I mean, started. It, it, was, yeah. it was at Alabama his first year when Sed and Hendon went off. Right. Well, and, um, you know, it, it's been – you're 100% correct about them. That he, he ver- The quarterback verbally makes calls at the line of scrimmages. Um, Barrister Vall in the Discord has been talking about for a week now because he couldn't believe it at the quarterback club last week when John Campbell told them that, yeah, we make the calls at the line of scrimmage. And if, it, if, the, if the coaching staff is surprised, then that really blows my mind after Georgia. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But just to uh, just kind of piggyback on what everybody else is saying, man, um, everybody wants to throw the offensive line it being an issue, and it is right now, but it's also an issue when you got a guy back there who has no feel for pressure at all. Um, refuses to roll outside the pocket, uh, you know, cannot prove – has not been able to prove that he can make passes on the run. I, I feel like if you've got a guy that's got any kind of internal clock at all, and you've seen bits and pieces of it, Nico. He actually did it against Virginia, which I know they suck. 
But when he did get pressure and the pocket fell and, and collapsed, he picked up about like a 15-yard gain right up the gut. And, you know, he's shown ability to uh, roll out, which I know it was a spring game, but he hit that, that beautiful pass to Ethan Davis along the sideline on a rollout pass. Uh, I just feel like that's that could kind of um, – hide a lot of issues with the offensive line. You know, Hendon never really if had anything, a, clean, Mark, a clean pocket last year. If anything, year. a young quarterback's going to run a young quarterback's going to run more often than he should. Yeah. You'll probably have to tell a young quarterback to not run so quickly, to not bail in the pocket so quickly. They're not going to stand back there and get hit. They're going to make one read, which in Josh Heupel's offense, that's kind of what you're supposed to be able to do. This offense should be geared towards a young quarterback. One read, and if not go out and get seven or eight yards running. That should be like what Tennessee could be able to do pretty easily against most of their SEC schedule. Absolutely. Anything else? Uh, just one more thing I want to throw out there. Uh, appreciate y'all having me on, but um, everybody was kind of comparing, uh, you know, young quarterbacks getting in. And, and uh, I remember when uh, Tyler Bray came in down the stretch and, uh, you know, he was six foot six, maybe 190 pounds. And, you know, he did not get injured in the few, what the last four games he played. So, they did make him play against a pretty soft schedule. They, they did. So like they if did. He had but... played earlier that year. Maybe it would have gone differently. So, I, but you are right. He did play well, and that gave you a lot of excitement. Appreciate the appreciate appreciate, you, uh, appreciate it, man. See you. All right, let's grab uh, Road Dog Reese. What's up, brother? Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. What's going on? Hey boys, long time. Haven't seen you since Saturday, so it's been a minute. Uh, There's some negativity I'm hearing, and I just, has anybody touched on the point that we just need Cooper back? I mean, sure, Joe's up there trying to change the play with a second left on the play clock, but if we just snap it with seven seconds into the play clock, why would we not have success? It seems like an easy fix, no? Now, you know, uh, uh, your center being there is going to help something. And if you get your best right tackle to quit, you know, getting arrested for weed, stop breaking the law, asshole, like maybe the offensive line does look a little better. Maybe, but maybe that maybe, fixes yeah, I think, uh, some things, but it's, it's not fixing everything. Well, it's not fixing everything. I mean, but Joe's playing at a high level. I mean, we have an adult offensive coordinator that goes by Joey. I don't know if there's any serious adult joeys and this guy's trying to tell us joe's playing at a high level i mean where is the bar for for josh heupel's offense quarterbacks i I thought the bar would be pretty high that's what's been so frustrating and like i i don't want to put down the media there and act like if i was there i'd ask tough questions because i've been there i asked a couple questions but for the most part i sat in the back and just took notes and enjoyed some free chick-fil-a sandwiches and some soda but like if you're telling me that the quarterback's operating at an elite level that means I got to blame the coaches for the scheme. That means the coaches aren't doing their job. That means that they are scheming up 16 points because the wide receivers, you know, the first, at least the second week against Austin P, they had some drops, but they didn't really drop many passes against Florida. You can't really no. blame them. Yeah, it was way overblown. About the the offensive season. line gave up one sack and one other hurry, you know, against Florida that you can really point to. It wasn't on them. The quarterback operated at an elite level. So why did you score 16 points? I don't get it. And I don't get what's his longest rush against. I mean, what's his longest rush this year? And what's his longest rush against Florida? I mean, has he had like a single 16 yard run or anything? 
This year, I would say no. I, of course, he one against Pitt. Against, right. Yeah, but that's pretty Well, I'm just saying, we got this guy, so he has of. the arm strength to throw 95 yards. He's doing backflips, but the guy can't run for, like, anything? How is that even possible? He had a 12-yard run against Florida. He had a 17-yard run against Virginia. He had an 8-yard run against Austin P. Uh, last year against uh, Clemson, his long was 10 yards. He ran for 11 yards against Mizzou, 21-yard rush against Ball State. So maybe he just doesn't really like running. I mean, that's what it seems uh, like. He's just too cool? It's fair to say. He's I just too cool to, to run. Say. He's too cool to pick up. The, pick up his, I mean, we got Graham Mertz over there running the ball on third down. Simply, he's just going to roll it to the right. He's either going to make a, a pass at the sideline or he's going he's gonna to catch the first down. But our Joe Milton, 23 years old, big boy, fast, explosive enough to do backflips, can't get us eight yards, 12 yards every now and then. It just doesn't make any sense. He had a 23-yard in 2020 rush against Minnesota, a 17-yard rush against Michigan State. And, yeah, those are his career-long runs. So, yeah, he's just not a running quarterback. He just doesn't want to do it. And I think you, I truly think you have to be able to do it in this offense, especially many, behind a bad offensive line. How many teams have a quarterback that can't run now? That's not even just college football, Seth. Think about the NFL. Once Tom Brady left, yeah. What quarterbacks can't run at all? Matthew Stafford, okay. Who else? Who yeah. else besides Matthew Stafford? Kirk Cousins, okay. There's two. Who there's else? not many. Everyone there's else. not many. Th- there's not Everyone many that are winning cool. playoff games for sure. I mean, it's like it's not. E- I don't even love, like. Yeah, I think this offense needs a running quarterback. But what offense doesn't? Because you hamstring yourself so much when your quarterback cannot improvise and create, and he. Has never thrown a touchdown on the run. He clearly cannot improvise and create. No, it's, you're, you're willingly hamstringing yourself so much. Well, that's the thing. Not being able to throw on the run is more damning I, than not being able just to pick up a first down. I to couldn't me. believe that stat. I couldn't believe that stat. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah, especially in the day terrible. and age. You can get portal guys wherever. You're getting to recruit guys from all over the country, and and we're the only ones with a statue back there. Like he should have tampered like him yeah. to get a quarterback. Why would you not? I mean, that's what's crazy about this. We have to sit here and say, Josh. Josh has seen this for years, and he said, "Like this is good. Like this is good enough." Yep. Yeah, the concern. He said, "Give me more." He, said, he, he me fell more. for it twice. That's what's concerning. It wasn't that he fell for it once. He fell for it twice. And I know, and I think he we talked. I think we touched once. on it the other night a little bit, but you know. J- Josh did seem at the game, he did 100% seem like he was flabbergasted at what was going on. A lot with like the How? pre-step stuff. But but you know he's, he did. I mean, he, he just looked so confused. Like, I can't believe this is happening. But yeah, I mean, I mean, is Joe just this guy who is just awesome on the practice field? And when, when, when the lights turn on, he, he just can't do it? I mean, is that what it is? If, if that's what it is, that's fine. Just play somebody else. Well, in practice, I bet Joe looks like a million bucks because you can't hit the quarterback. You can't pressure the quarterback. And a lot of it's seven on seven. And when you are live, yeah, like you're not getting hit. So he steps, he rolls, and he launches balls. Like I I do think that is probably conducive to him showing out there. The opposite was true for Josh Dobbs, like during the Butch Jones era. That was back when I went to practice. And Dobbs wasn't great on air. He wasn't. And like Nathan Peterman, no one will ever believe me. He was by far the best quarterback in practice. But when he got in games, he froze. And when Josh Dobbs got in games, he could make plays when the play broke down. And Josh Dobbs, of course, elevated Tennessee's offense further than it should have gone. 
it's the same thing here. You know, I don't know if Nico has that running ability. We've never really seen it. But I do know the other quarterback doesn't have it. And it does make this offense a lot tougher to watch. Sure. But the thing is, like, like I mean, I'm sure you guys touched on it. But, like, this guy's got this freak arm, and all we do is throw the, the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Like, if, if, what, if we're saying he can't move, he can't throw the ball on the run, like, at least just – I mean, because he, he doesn't – a lot of these deep balls, you know, he's not taking a five-step drop and staying in there for a few seconds. I mean, he takes a short drop and just throws it. Like, I think we just – like, if he's going to play, he just needs to throw it. He just needs to throw it deep. I, I do agree. He has no feel for the offense. He might as well just bomb it. Yeah, deep. just bomb it deep. That is ironically his best throw. Yes. Like, he's, he's gotten better at his first like, year. That's the only throw he has now besides the little swing pass out of the backfield. That's all he's got. So, it's like just run just the ball throw or throw it, it deep. Just run the ball or throw it yeah, deep and play Dylan Sampson. But run the ball and throw it deep. I mean, that's the only thing we should do. We shouldn't even play with play with anything in the middle. I mean, you know, I mean, there's one stab that he never threw an interception, and we can talk about the interception. But, you know, at some point he's probably going to start throwing some interceptions. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, anything what? else, Reese? No, I'm good. I love you, boys. It was good seeing you. The day was fun. I hate that the night wasn't. You'll be but there for South Carolina, I, I, I will be there. The old lady will be there. So we'll we'll, we'll reconvene. Can't wait to see love you Love you both. Can't wait I'll to see, see you both. in about a week. Bye. Sorry to those waiting. When your boy Bob wants on and he is your high-dollar patron, you put him back at the front of the line. I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Bob says to get your paper up, to get your bread up if you want to get this VIP treatment. What's up? Uh, boys, I had to uh, I had to stop in again because there's been a lot of negativity. There's been a lot of acrimony on the uh, Reed'sRanch.com, X, X.com spaces this evening. And I just wanted to remind everybody that the future is so bright that we have to wear shades because our tribal chief will be taking the reins sometime in the next month. So I want to take this opportunity Sorry. to throw your ones in the sky for your tribal. I want chief. that's when you were talking about earlier. You said there's no hope and people should grow up. And I was like, there is hope. He wears number eight. No hope would throw your ones in the sky, brother Bob. Throw your ones in the sky and acknowledge your trouble. Listen, I want everybody, I want the hundred plus people on this Twitter space right now, and I want you to do this in real life. I want to take I want you to take your hand, take your right hand, I want you to form a point with your index finger, and I want you to point that straight to the sky, and I want you to look to the heavens, and I want you to acknowledge our tribal chief. Because when he gets in there, buddy, it's going to make the Hendon Hooker era look like the Worley era. Good night, boys. Love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> Throw your ones to the sky. The tribal chief. The tribal chief. Let's grab Zane. Zane, great seeing you this weekend and your lovely wife. How are you, my friend? Hit the bottom left. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. There you go. What's up, brother? Hey, uh, I, I just, I can't. Seth, Seth, this is the last man in the Milton Militia. He is the last man. <laughs> he is the Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, hang on. I, let me, I want to be, I want to start very clearly that I would love to see Nico on Saturday taking the first snap. Okay. I want to get that out of the way. That would be. I'm in on that all in. Um, but I think uh, like 
our anal- analysis of this team has been so wrong this week. Like Joe stunk, but our whole team fucking sucks. Our whole team sucks. I'm not sure we have a good player in the starting 22. Like, name them. Uh, Brew? Man. Brew has like four drops on the year in three in three games. Who's, I still name think them. our wide receivers are good, but yeah, yeah, you, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, 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 Cooper, I don't, I, I said this to Seth in the uh, chatty the other night, but um, like Cooper being out, I don't think is being, uh, is not as important as, is not being made as important as it is. Like the center makes this offense go fast. I think a lot of the blame lies on Joe, but I do think that the center getting to the spot, snapping the ball quickly, the line having the call, that's as important as Joe is to this offense going fast. And I don't think our line can do it. We got new guys up there and Cooper's out. Now, you could say that it's kind of inexcusable to not have a backup center at this point. I agree. He's had three years. He's had three yeah, years. I, it's year three. You should have a backup center. And I understand what you're saying. I do think Cooper Mays is important. I, I do think he's important. Do we have any updates on what happened there? Did, did Tennessee just hold him out? Was he ready to go? Because all week long, Josh Bennett seemed like he was going to go. And I know he got mad on the sideline and was the first person up the tunnel. But, Seth, have you seen any updates on what exactly happened there with him? Oh, no, I haven't gotten on Okay, I, I didn't know if VolQuest or anybody had no. put some updates out. I know a uh, lot of our Discord has, has uh, like, kind of thrown him under the bus, um, and, and it would not surprise me, I would say, if he made, like, a business decision. Like, that's the joke. But um, I also, like, I think much more likely is, like, he was ready to go uh, and wanted to go but was, like, still showing some symptoms of pain, and the docs told him, uh-uh. That's what I – that's – You – you – you said it wouldn't surprise you. That actually would surprise me. Like, I, I didn't really see the conversation going on there on Saturday night or whenever, but, like, I think Cooper Mays would play. Like, I remember him in the swamp two years ago during a blowout, you know, basically limping up and down the field. He should have been forced to the sideline that game, and he still stayed out there playing. I think it matters to him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe My guess he is. is looking at a professional, get, you know, professional career or whatever. But I don't think Tennessee cleared him. I think Tennessee held him out, and that's My why he was is mad. Cooper Mays would have gone out there without any legs and played for Tennessee. Yeah, so like, if you don't think that about Cooper Mays, maybe you know more than I do. But like, I think he proved himself in 21 when he was out there playing through injury and a blowout. Like, I think it matters to him. Yeah, I mean, his brother is his brother is the apple that didn't fall far from the from the tree. Uh, and so, uh, you know, his, they are known kind of known idiots, but, but I think Cooper is the, the bright, the brighter in that family. That was Zane that said that, not me. I got no beef with the Mays family. Upstanding individuals as far as I know. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't know. It's all rumors, I guess. It's all rumors. Uh, but, but, and at the end of the day, one of them told, chose Georgia, right? Like, at the end of the day, one of them chose Georgia. Well, Georgia um, won two national championships. It wasn't that bad of a decision. I, 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 I don't, doesn't matter. I mean, like, go cheer for them then, I guess. Um, but I would love to. I would love to be rooting for a winner, Zane. But I'm bored of this shit, sort of, kind of. Listen, I just want to say this as well. We threw nine deep balls. Two of them were obvious interferences that did not get called. And he completed four of them, two of them for touchdowns. He's got the deep ball. He's got the deep ball. The deep ball is his best pass. I thought Dante Thornton was interfered with, but I thought that the very next play, 
the ball to Dante Thornton was 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 an incredible pass. Uh, he got lucky yeah. that there wasn't a delay of game. I thought, but it was an amazing pass. It's That's not the one he ball. dropped right over, ball. right? Yeah, it's, it's it's everything else. It's the the minutia. It's that everything is so clunky. Everything about the offense is so so clunky. It's all about the just the the little things. He just, I mean, yeah, look. He looks like a million dollars, and he throws a beautiful deep ball. Maybe your starting center coming back fixes this. Maybe. That would be great. If, if Cooper Mays is that important, then he should be on all these goddamn billboards around town. That's what I'll say. So we got to start started talking about, like, this not going fast shit and the, and the John Campbell comments at the quarterback club that Seth already talked about. Um, I went back and watched a little bit of the Georgia game last year and our offense is set and ready before you can even review it. Like our offensive line knows the play and before they're done showing the replay of the previous play, we're snapping the ball. So there's no chance that Hendon hooker is telling those guys, the plays verbally zero chance. So I don't know if it's our new guys on the offensive line that can't pick it up or if Joe can't handle it, but this is on Josh. That is on Josh period. Period. The lack of going fast, the miscommunications, the six false starts might be on your backup center, but it could also be on Josh and the the system. Like we're clapping, it's we're in the swamp, bro, we're, and we're clapping. Just have the guard touch, like every NFL team in the world does. Yeah, um, it's that simple. It's just it's bad. Simple. Great point by you. You should be able just to hit the center and go. Which, by the way, we haven't talked about how how. Dumb we look jumping off sides on fourth and one inside their 30-yard line to let them burn two more minutes off the clock. Why is Carrot Garland in in that situation? I actually thought we were going to come back at that point. I actually thought, like, hey, we got enough time. We can score. We're at least going to have the ball with a minute and a half left with a chance to go win the game. And the moment he jumped off sides, I said, well, that's over. Those two minutes are going to kill us because guess what? We only have one goddamn timeout. else no it was sure was great to see you guys uh my wife only saw you for only for four hours she had to bow out and uh, go take a nap she she cannot hang she can't hang you guys got brought out the worst in her congratulations Um, it was great to see you saturday buddy uh, it's good to see you, Seth and and John, and and I think the plan is to be there. Uh, we do have to host somebody who's a South Carolina fan, but I'm trying to figure no, out what I can on. do with him. No, bring him on, so, bring him on, bring him on, bring him on. But but our plan is to be there. <laughs> My wife says not the whole eight hours this time, so sure. uh, we'll, we'll but we'll be by for sure. Right. See you, brother. See you guys. Let's grab uh, Garrick. What up, Garrick? Apologies, Tucker. I, I know that you were up there earlier, but you were dropped whenever he was requested, so I'll get to you after this. Sorry. Garrick, what's up? Uh, good evening, brothers. How are we doing? You know, I'm pretty uh, pretty fired up. Yeah, right me too. Uh, I haven't really been uh, listening a whole lot. I've been, kind of been dabbling here and there. Uh, you know what? No, come back later. You've got a 10-minute suspension. You say you weren't listening. What the hell else were you doing, Garrick? You're he's, out of here. T- he's thinking about the Notre Dame game. He's thinking about the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. If you're going to come on here and admit to the hundreds of people listening and the thousands that listen to the podcast version that you haven't been listening, then you got to go. You got to go. Five minute, five minute penalty box for you, Tucker. You're up because I know you've been listening. What's up, brother? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay, so long time first timer, however that goes, whatever. Um, I'm a. Uh... 
I'm troubled and I want to hear what you guys think. I'm, I'm in this pit of despair about whether or not to think this is all Joe um, and everything is going to go back to normal next year when number eight is under center. Or if we have serious, serious reason to doubt Hypel and the dream is kind of coming unraveled here. So where, where are you guys leaning right now? Is this a Joe problem or a Josh problem? Well, what I'll say is that you have to hope it's a Joe problem, right? <laughs> like if we, if we're going to say it's a Josh problem, we have much, much, much bigger concerns. So I'm going to pretend it's a Joe problem until I see otherwise. Now, I will say that you go back to his UCF days and that, you know, something we talked about on the radio show when he first got hired was if you look at his stats, Josh's teams aren't very disciplined. They have a lot of procedure penalties. They have a lot of personal fouls. They do a lot of that. That kind of reared its head, you know, on Saturday. That, I think, is a Josh issue. But I do think the guy knows how to coach offenses, and I think the offenses should be better. Yeah, I think everyone needs to relax a little on the Josh stuff. Uh, he, he just won 11 games. Of the things that worry me about Josh, the, what's going on right now is the least of them. The main thing that worries me about Josh is the fact that pretty much all of his best players since he's been at UT are people that were brought in by Pruitt. That is terrifying to me. Um, it's year three. Where are his guys at? We need somebody other than Squirrel White. I guess he brought Bruce McCoy in too. You know, I mean, a lot of these guys are Jeremy Pruitt guys. That's what terrifies me about Heifel. Probably more than I think he, like, I don't think anything was like, he, I think he's an amazing offensive coach. He always has been. I just think it's Joe Milton. Yeah. I'd lean towards if he has the right quarterback, then all of these issues that we're talking about that are like exacerbated. Uh, in the first three games of this year, they just don't really matter if he has the right quarterback. And I'm just hoping that once Joe is gone, like that returns to being the case. But we'll just, if we'll just have to see. quarterback. If Hendon Hooker's quarterback were three and zero, and we were thinking that we're going twelve and zero, exactly, which is really reassuring. I'm that's where I lean for now. But boys, we'll just see what happens. Thanks. Appreciate you holding on. Appreciate you, uh, Garrick. You're still on suspension. You're still in the t- you're still in the penalty box. Let's grab Blake. What's up, Blake? Hit that bottom left mic in the corner. There you go. What's up, Blake? Going once, Blake. Going twice, Blake. All right. Try again later. Let's uh. I don't know what happened there. Let's grab Garrick. All right. Well, against my better wishes, let's go check in on the Notre Dame Ohio State game. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing great, brother Garrick. Um, so, I've heard a lot of talk about Josh and Joe and all of that. Have we mentioned Kamal fucking Haddon yet? If you had been listening, <laughs> yes. Yes, we've talked about him. He is the the disgrace to the University of Tennessee. He's the most hated player. I have never hated a Tennessee player more in my entire existence than Kamal Haddon. He makes Justin Martin look like child. You know, if we talk talk about Josh Heupel not being able to recruit another center, a backup center, 
in three years? How the fuck have we not been able to recruit a cornerback that's going to take his spot? I, I will say well, they, they signed three really highly rated cornerbacks. Well, let them play. I, I, listen, listen. if there's one thing that Steph loves to do, it's play. Yeah, and it's bullshit. You don't have to argue with me. I would just, I would just, freshman, I would start playing freshman right now. What, like, what, he has, You signed Ricky Gibson over Georgia. You signed Ricky Gibson over Georgia. Play his I don't ass. fucking get, don't it. get it. He is, and how he didn't get fucking suspended this game for squaring up with that dude and throwing a punch he was just is bagging up. beyond he was bagging me. Up. Beyond me. Garrick, when you, Garrick, when you got to bag up, you got to bag up. You wouldn't get it. They don't do that in, in ACC. I'm country. a double bagger myself. <laughs> you should love Kamal Haddon. He was posed as the Notre Dame mascot. <laughs> That's your school. Listen, I. <laughs> this is just. <laughs> I'm lost for words. I'm just so goddamn for. Like, is is there any way that Willie Martinez is on this staff after this year? There can't be. I don't know. If that. we're a serious program, he's done. No, yeah, I have much more of an issue with him playing again than I do Joe. I understand why you're still playing Joe. I do get it. I don't understand how you could have a cornerback out there who doesn't tackle, who does not try to tackle, who has no interest in tackling. Who just embarrasses the universe. But he does Every he doesn't have an issue with lo- bagging the fuck up at the end of the fucking game. I tell you that. Every time Tennessee loses, he's got something going they, on. I, I'm pretty South Carolina in this game. He's got something going I'm on. I'm looking through the roster here of people listening, uh, all of the uh, I think hundreds of people listening. At the very bottom there's someone listening with and his name is Kamal Ben Haddon. At Kamal yeah. Ben Haddon. Yeah, he, he he's taking offense to every time you you talk trash about him. I, and is Tim like what are the odds that Tim Banks is here at the end of the year? It's obvious that he's Hi. not going to Hi. He's making $1.4, $1.5 million a year. They gave him a raise, bro. They gave him a damn raise. The the chances are high. Is there any chance that he takes a head coaching position somewhere? (laughs) Not now, I don't think. He can't even handle men in motion. Oh, my God. This is just so goddamn frustrating. It makes – I just want to yell. Tennessee defense seeing men in motion is like the first time the cavemen, the Neanderthals, (laughs) saw the wheel. They saw the wheel. That's what our defense is when they see men in motion. And, and the the linebackers, the linebackers just weren't there on Saturday night either. No, nobody on the defense was. They missed Keenan Peely. And the thing is, how do you get in the third year that you're relying on the fifth year BYU, twenty seven year old transfer just towards ACL to be your sideline to sideline guy? We're gonna recruit one. I. Like we should obviously, I mean, we should obviously score more than sixteen fucking points. I think that offense. Uh, you think, Garrett? God damn it, John! Uh, but we should. Way to go on a limb there. Be careful, <laughs> John. I can't wait to see you on uh, the South Carolina Saturday. It'll be a blast. Is that no? No, I can't wait to see you. I really can't. Sounds, sounds like a no. Sounds like you're going to run up on me and bag me up. I would never. Up. I would never. I would never bag you up, John. I can't wait to see you. All either. right. Who does – Notre Dame must have a bye week after the <laughs> Oscar game. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get Blake back on. Blake, let's try again. 
We lost you earlier. Let's see if you could, let's see if we can figure it out this time. I'm gonna be patient. Cause I appreciate you listening. We got you. Yeah, now, man. Blake. What's up, man? How are y'all? Hey, good. How are you? Pretty good, man. I, you know, I hear y'all discussing between Joe and Josh, but like I said, I just want to talk about how bad our fucking defense is. I mean, I think my dog tackle better than fucking Kamal Haddon. I mean, I guess he's fucking the whole staff's uh, wife. If there's one thing I know about a dog, a dog's at least going to run under your legs. Yeah. He's at least going to trip you yeah. up. He's not going to push you. He's going to he's gonna run under your legs and make you fall I down. I mean, that highlight of him literally bumping the running back and touching him, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Are you just trying to play grab ass? It was but bad. It I think was it's, bad. I mean, I think that the defense is obviously an issue. It always has been. I don't remember the last time Tennessee had a good defense, probably since Eric Berry. But, but you know, that's how it is. But I think that even if we put Nico out there, he's going to get killed. Our offensive line can't block. But I will say is – if I have to see another damn screen pass, I'm going to throw my remote through a TV. I mean, I don't understand why we're doing screen passes and then we throw a deep ball in the fourth quarter. I'm like, where's this been all game? I understand that Joe didn't have much time to throw, but, hell, somebody's got to be open. They're throwing screen passes because did you see him against Austin P? He, he couldn't hit the broad side of the ball. Yeah, but he hit one with Brew McCoy. So, I mean, I don't he can throw go routes and swing no. passes. That's it. Go routes and swing passes. Don't show him a post. Don't show him a post. Don't show him any slants. Just give him a go route or a swing pass slash screen pass. Either and I think the screen pass is like he's slow making his reads, right? Like he's slow. And I he's slow. And I know they don't. Tr- and the swing they don't pass, trust him. The screen pass. They don't trust him because Hypo couldn't even look him in the eyes on the sideline. So if you couldn't look at him and look him in his eyes, obviously you don't trust him. And Hypo just looked like he was like just I don't know. He just looked like he was lost. Like he's like, what are we doing? Like he, I feel like he's just like, is this my team playing right now? Well, I don't know why that doesn't speak very well of Josh Hypo. I was at the game, so I didn't see. Oh, it was bad. How on earth was Josh Hypo surprised? Because I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No. No. We we've got six years of evidence. I don't we've think the six fact, years okay, of evidence. Look, you see people talk about he's never played a road game. Well, that's the issue. It's his sixth year of college football, and he's never started on the road. There's that is reason. not. That is not a symptom. That is the cause, my there friend. There is a reason for this. Yeah, we. There's a reason he has been in college for six years and hasn't made it to very many road games. And I will say. Um, I don't know how we're going to look this weekend. <laughs> I really don't. Bad. I, if, if we lose, I won't be surprised. Here's what I will say, Blake. I have made dinner plans at 6.15 on Saturday. Well, I don't. That's how I think we're going to look. I, I got dinner plans at 6.15. Well, don't blame you. I don't blame you on that. But I appreciate y'all, boys. You have a good night. Glad you hopped on. Uh, uh, let's see if Rat Pizza wants to talk. Last time he said it was an accident. Rat pizza. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? What's up? Oh, I appreciate you moving the, the $2 patrons to the front of the line. I was just wondering if we had covered. $2 patron, $2 patron beats not a patron, just for the record. 
Yeah, it's true. I was just wondering if we'd covered the Kamal Haddon thing yet. <laughs> Tell us how you feel, Rat Pizza. We have we have covered it. We have. Covered oh well, it. never mind then. Uh, well, thanks for letting me hop on. We better okay. see you at the tailgate. You better come to the tailgate. Uh, I will. I will. I might be at the tailgate. You're out of here. He's not coming. Beautiful. You live in Marksville. He's not coming. Let's get common sense investing on here. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the space. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I just want. Oh yeah. Uh, longtime follower, big Vol and Titans fan. Uh, I just want to make a point. I made this point on uh, one of the boards earlier. I don't know how Nico's going to look. I'm just going to say that. I don't know. I think he'll be good. But there's two things I want to say. One, he played behind one of the worst offensive lines you'll ever see in high school. And that guy did not throw any picks and threw touchdown after touchdown. Two, we've seen quarterbacks play behind very bad offensive lines and have great success. We saw it with Joe Burrow. They elevated. Yeah, I mean, we saw Joe Burrow's – the Bengals had third most sacks in the NFL two years ago. Burrow's sacks in the Super Bowl. I'm – the one thing, and there's one other thing, Joe Milton has never thrown one touchdown pass on the run in his entire career. He is the last person, in my opinion, who should be playing behind a bad offensive line. But if you look at Nico's highlights, now this is just high school, you will see countless plays of his offensive line just getting destroyed and him throwing a rope on the run. And that's all I got. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to be the second coming, but I am at least open to the possibility. So that's all I got. And that's really all that matters. The unknown is sometimes better than what we know. I got a pretty good idea after six years that we know what uh, we're getting out of Sir Joseph. Let me check. Uh, I'm trying to see if Braden is a patron. If he is Braden, I apologize. It didn't come up in my email. I know AJ is, so he goes to the front of the line. Patreon.com slash Reeves Ranch. If you want access to the Discord and our community, what's up, Andrew? Hello, how are you doing, Brother John? I'm doing okay. We're working through our emotions as a family, as we're supposed to. I just wanted to follow up on uh, what the last speaker said, and I went back, and I watched Nico's drive against Virginia. And he did only snap the ball two times when the play clock was under 30 seconds. So I think it's pretty damning evidence that we can definitely go fast, which is a common denominator here. Um, then also wanted to ask, have we talked about what jerseys we're wearing this week? Uh, I don't know if we talked about that yet. No, 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 we haven't got to jersey talk yet, but I imagine we go dark mode for South Carolina. Okay. So go ahead and prepare for that. That's all that I had. I just wanted to uh, drop that little nugget of information. Seth, Thank you, you for the No, I mean, no. Uh, going slow is not, it's, it's Joe. 100% Joe. They would go fast because Josh Heupel didn't fry his brain in between last season and this season. Let me get to a tweet. I saw a good tweet that uh, Jordan wrote in. Let me see if I can find it. Let's see here. Thank you, AJ. I love you. Jordan says, this is the worst offensive start for a Josh Heupel offense since his second season as OC at Missouri in 2017. But did say that in that season, his offense averaged 40 points per game, scored 60 once, 50 twice, 43 times, and 31 times in their Didn't last Didn't they beat us 53 games. to 17 that year? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's just saying that, like, hey, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. had slow starts before and still ended up pretty good, so not to completely give up just yet. 
Which I think is a fair point. Thank you, Jordan. Now he had Drew Locke, who I didn't think was very good, but Drew Locke is better than what we have right now. But that's neither here nor there. Let's grab Brayden. Brayden, you're up next. What's up, Brayden? What's going on, boys? How are you, my friend? I've been fucking better. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, okay. I, That's fair. How did we get here this fast from what we were last year, man? What happened? Joe Milton! Fucking A. It, that, that seems to be the one difference, the one main difference. I understand Darnell Wright was a top 10 pick. I get that. But it does seem like there is one main difference as to why we look so different. Yeah. And I'm having to figure out what the fuck I'm doing all day because I used to listen to Fan Run. <laughs> and now it just makes me want to kill myself. Well, you can still listen to 12 to 3. Oh, you my can still God. Listen from 12 to 3. It still makes me sad, dude. It's just... It's just doom and gloom. We only talk like 30-minute balls, Braden. We only talk like 30-minute balls when we move on. We're still having fun. That's true. I, mean, I just I, – I hate this, man. We wait – we wait – what is it, 40 months out of the year to get here? Yeah, yeah. And now, now, you know, I've been trying to keep in mind that like, hey, 9-3 and three is still firmly on the table. That would be a good season in almost every year. And at this point – if you told me we'd go nine and three, I would take that. Now that's not what I wanted before the year, but I do want to say that not everything is lost. And if we could somehow manage a transition at quarterback that would get me excited while without losing a game, that would be ideal. That would be ideal. But you genuinely think we have a chance at nine and three with Joe Milton? No. Well, I mean, a chance, sure, but with Joe Milton, we're not getting there. Yeah. No, 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 we're not getting there. Yeah. We're losing to South Carolina. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fully yeah. expect him to come in and fucking mollywop us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to sound like I think we're going 9-3. and three. That's I do not think that. But I will say that the schedule still sucks. Florida sucks, and the rest of the schedule does still suck. It's very manageable. But I don't think we've got a quarterback that can manage it. That's been the theme of the show so far tonight. And I'm sorry if you're listening and you're not negative, and if I hope we're not swaying you to be negative. Keep living your life if you want to have uh, what did Bob say, Seth? A golden retriever IQ, a golden retriever brain. If you want to be happy and just wag your tail and and cheer, cheer the balls on to eight and four, you go right for it because I love you the same. But yeah. no, Brayden, I do not see nine and three being a realistic option at this point. Well, I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, Florida looks to be one of the worst SEC opponents we were going to play up to this yep. point. Actually, I 100% <laughs> agree. What we saw against Utah, I 100% agree. 11 points, man. 11 points. They couldn't run the ball against Utah either. Mm-mm. Well, they have 13 yards or some shit? Yeah, 13, 13 yards. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> they got us for what, 160, 170? Hell, I don't even know. Well, what's, what's his face? ETN had 170 ETN by had himself. On okay, uh, well, fair enough. They got us for 200 then. Disgusting. Yeah, much All right, boys, I'll leave yeah. off with that. You guys have yep. a good night. Great phone call. Appreciate you. Thank good you, night, Braden. Thank you. Got another tweet. Let's see here. This comes from Brennan. Putting these stats at putting these stats out there for quarterback passing success when heavily pressured and blitzed this season. Joe is thirteen percent and fifty nine percent. What does that mean? Thirteen percent and fifty nine percent. What does that mean? KJ is forty two percent and eighty eight percent. Merch is fifty percent and sixty nine percent. I don't know what the second percentage means. Or maybe that's how, okay, maybe that's how, okay, 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 I get it now. Joe has been pressured 13% of the time. 
and is completing 59% of passes. Is that, is that what that means? I can't see it because all the replies I see to the space are Kamal Ben Haddon. Yeah, this one comes as a reply. So he's saying 13 and 59, 42 and 88. So is that like, is, surely Mertz hasn't been under pressure 50% of the time. But maybe yeah, I doubt, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not after playing us, though. We didn't get any pressure on him. I don't know. I don't know. Hop on if you want to hop on. We're wide open. Uh, we got about 10 more minutes. We try to keep these under 90 minutes if possible. It's been fun. It's been therapeutic. Some good calls, some bad calls. I can't believe Brother Caleb hasn't requested to speak and ask us a question. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Now now's the time, Cap, Cap Quiddick. Let's, Let's go. see what you got. Let's see what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the Hawks. No one wants to hear it. Know your audience. I get it. I get it. I get it. Maybe it's the very end and you guys can cut me off and that could be the shtick, but whatever. Uh, I have to apologize. Last week's call, I, I my chili was a 10, y'all. What an idiot I am. Hey, there's no, no apologies needed. What a moron, though. But I, I have a question and, and then a statement. The question is, outside of the South Carolina loss last year, can you remember a more demoralizing loss where the entire fan base thought we had it in the back. What was the last one? And I'll explain. Georgia it. State. The South Carolina one will explain by Jimmy Banks. So, so what was the last one? Georgia State. No, 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 no. Old Miss. A, a real I opponent mean, where you, you went in, you know, a, a six to 14 point favorite. Your program's in the best shape it's been in years. What was the last game we had like that that was a complete gut punch? I truly thought we were going to be Ole Miss in 2021. I thought we were on fire. I thought we had played well, but we were not favored. That was that a, game. Or we might have been, but it, that was a seven-win like team, though. That was a seven-win team. Sure. Well, it would have been an eight-win team if you won that game. It would have been a nine-win team if you didn't choke against Purdue's backup. We're coming off an eleven-win team. With no, we're riding high with the program. I'm honestly, I really think it's the 2001 SEC championship. Where your program was at its what you thought was at its healthiest, we, we lost to a backup quarterback at LSU and a backup running back at LSU. It was completely demoralizing. Set our program back. That's where my headspace is at. And Seth nailed it at the very beginning of this uh, call when he said it was Joe. Let's think about it. Okay, we were up seven nothing on the big play. They had their stupid touchdown where uh, Kamal had, which I, we need to talk about. I don't think we have tonight. Uh, now it's now it's seven seven. <laughs> Do you guys remember? 7-6. Seven, okay, 7-6. Seven, 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 Milton missed a touchdown on the near side of the, the TV screen. It, it, he missed a touchdown. It would have been 14-6. We keep the momentum going. We tell Florida it's going to be a back-and-forth game. They wilt. But that doesn't happen. We miss the pass. We give the ball to Florida, and they just demoralize. They crush us. They, they ball control. They crush us. It was that one pass. This offense is built on efficiency, which is what we had last year. We don't have it this year. It's very disconcerting. We punched them in the mouth. It's very disconcerting to this Florida team that looked like they were on the their entire season was on the ropes, had much more fortitude than we did. They come down, they miss the field goal after a very promising drive. We score in five plays, go four for four on passes, and they come back and punch us back harder, and we just quit. We it's quit. Very disappointing. Extremely disappointing for a program that bought that seemingly had gotten over that sort of thing. And was extremely healthy, like you said. I, I So that's the negative part. The, the positivity and the optimist in me says it's all still out in front of us, right? We can, we can win the rest of the games, and all of our dreams are still there. And there's 1% of me that will believe that until we lose to South Carolina. 
But uh, last thing, do you guys believe in astrology? No, no, I don't. (laughs) Well, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray have the same birthday. That was two days ago. All right, all right, you're out of here. Capaquitic, I love you, buddy. I never met you, but I I love you. Do I believe in astrology? No, I'm not a 22-year-old woman. I'm not a 22-year-old woman. Let's see, Sam. Sam's a patron. Caleb's a patron. Caleb's a higher patron. They've been around longer. Sam, I'll get to you next, brother. Caleb's up. Caleb cuts to the front of the line. What's, What's up, up What's up? Hey, enjoyed playing some pickleball yesterday. That was uh, two days ago, That's Caleb. Right. We played on Monday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, it was just... I got my ass kicked today. I got my ass kicked today. It was bad. D- today, I uh, I think I went one and five, and I was a uh, full step slow. Although, I will say today was squat and deadlift day. 385, 360. I was my back was hurt and I was running a little slow, so I got my ass kicked today. Um, Even Matt Brad Kyle got three wins off of me. You know, you know, I had to be hurting if Matt Brad Kyle got three wins off of me. Yeah, well, hey, it sounds like you were missing uh, missing your teammate, so should have been out there. You are my go-to partner. What's up, brother? Um, so thinking back last week, whenever I asked how bad does it have to get for. Uh, you know, for Joe to come out, and obviously it got pretty, it got pretty damn bad. They didn't come out, so yeah, because I feel like, uh, yeah, that was with the benefit of the doubt of Hypo, uh, you know, would be dynamic, could never make a change. Seth, Seth, never forget Seth said Hypo would take Joe out if we were losing in the swamp. I, th- I really thought, I thought I really so thought too. He was like ten to seven. I really thought he would. It was what twenty three to twenty three to seven, twenty six to seven. What? what? Yeah, twenty six to seven, and I don't even think Joe gave second thought to sending uh, Milton back out there, or Josh, I should say. Yeah. I really didn't think it would take a loss, but apparently it's it's going to take multiple. I, I'm just thinking, like, I know you made dinner plans, um, and I hate being this type of fan, but I'm going to be fighting my flesh to not be rooting for us to lose. Oh, uh, oh, that hurts. It's oh. going to be. It's like because obviously, you know. GBO, you know, go Vols, but you're going you're going to get there. You're going to turn on the TV. You're going to watch Joe eking out these, you know, 15-yard throws. Um, it's going to be so ugly. Yeah, and so at what point – obviously, he's not going to pull him if we're winning. If, if we're losing, uh, we don't even know that either. So um, I guess I don't have a question, just a comment of like, how are you guys going to you're, be viewing? You're rooting against the bullies. That's your comment. I'm rooting against the bullies. <laughs> I, okay. My name's Caleb, and I'm a, I'm a roadrunner. I'm going. Way. I'm going to. I'm fighting that feeling. Uh, I'm going to be consciously watching and not rooting for any like type of scenario to where Nico out. is three coming out. Three and out. Let's just be down seven to three in the second quarter. Come on, seven to three. Not going to bet. Not going to bet against the boys. Not going. I'm going to do my best to to stay. You know, stay humble. My take. My take is you only root against your team when it comes to getting rid of a coach, not a quarterback. That's fair. If you want Josh Heupel fired, that's fine. Because I was rooting for UMass. I was rooting for Georgia in 2015. I wanted to get Butch Jones out of here. I was rooting for Florida in 2020 to end Josh Heupel, or excuse me, to end uh, to end Jeremy Pruitt. You can't do that for a quarterback change. You can only do that for a coaching change. That, that's my take. Okay. I appreciate it. See you, brother. Caleb, are you going to be at the tailgate? Are you coming to the tailgate? Uh, I'm questionable. You I hopefully. Know, I, know, I know. I, I was I was probable 
I'll try to I'll try to make some things work. You better make them work. I look work. forward to seeing. That's you. all I'll say. That's all, right, all I'll I... say is you better make them work. See ya. Okay. Let's get Sam. Let's get patron Sam. Patreon.com slash reads ranch. What up, Sam? Hit that bottom left mic. There you go. What's up? What's up, brother? Sweet. Yep, hey, yep. fellas. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I just kind of wanted to say, um, I just hate that it's always Florida. You know, mm-hmm. you know it every is. Is every Florida. highlight reel of just how the heck did that happen? How did we lose that game? Without fail, it's always the freaking Florida Gators, and it just makes me want to uh, give up on my life. You know, I was all excited this past weekend. I was like, we're gonna go down to the swamp for the first time that I can remember. And win a freaking ball game, and we're gonna take it to them. And it just could not have been uh, further from the case. Um, I don't know. No. I, the, the the worst part is I came out of that game, and I still think Florida. Sucks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Napier's coached two good games in both of them. Exactly. Been, so exactly. There, there's just some sort of psychological block or something. Which doesn't make any sense because it's not like it's the same guys playing every year for the past two decades to where we just can't and you would get over these the hump. Players would feel like they could beat Florida because they beat Florida exactly. last year. You would think these players would have confidence. exactly. It it it's just truly is I'm befuddled by it. But um, I don't know. I'm just thinking of the games like the SEC games the rest of the year. Like which ones that I would like to lose the least? Because obviously I feel like this year is pretty weak as far as sec strength just it feels like everyone nearly is on a down year and um it feels like we are really not going to take advantage of that unless uh, and obviously nico's not a sure thing per se but it feels like we're just really kind of up a creek and can't take advantage of the sec in a down year when i felt like we could but um i guess of the remaining sec teams who would you lose to or who would you rather lose to the least I, I'll, I'll get to that, Sam. Appreciate you holding on, brother. I think this is the worst SEC we've ever seen. Or at least, like, in a long time, Seb. Like, everyone, I think, is pretty bad. Georgia's the best of the worst. But, like, in a given year, like, the last two Georgia teams have beat this Georgia team by, what, 17, 24 points? Yeah, I haven't watched a snap of Georgia football this year, but they do seem rather pedestrian com- compared the last I mean, Alabama teams would beat this Alabama team by 20 points. Like last year's Tennessee team would beat this year's Tennessee team by 17 or 24 points. Hell, maybe 30. What, would, more. what, what do you think would happen with last year's team versus this year's team? It would be very ugly. A 31 point beat down. Like that's how yeah, I feel right, right now. That's about right. And yeah, we're not going to be able to take advantage of it. And that's problematic. That's problematic. Oh, just look at all the teams that come in the Neyland Stadium in the SEC out of Georgia. Like, none of those teams should beat you. In fact, I don't think that any of them should be relatively close because A&M sucks. Well, I will say that is something we could hang our hat on, right, is that we still haven't really lost inside Neyland Stadium. There is that for now. We do at least have that going for us. We have each other. And we have each other. And I guess we'll do it again next week. I'm actually surprised we did it this week, but I do find these to be very therapeutic and fun. I like hearing from people. I like hearing frustration. 
it brings us closer. I wish we could celebrate wins. I would love to be celebrating and be three and zero, but we're not. We're not three and zero. Seth, right now, you don't know anything about the quarterback position. You don't know what happens. Give me your updated record prediction as we sit here right now. Uh, I go seven and five. Ugh. I think, they, I think they split the two home games. I guess, no, I guess I read, I've, I've read to frame it as I think they would win one out of three of the of the, of the other SEC swing games. Seven yeah. and five? Because I, I expect them to beat Missouri on the road. I mean, we can't move the ball on anybody. We can't score. We scored 16 points. You I mean, I'm to, not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that that hurt to hear from you. Like A and M, South Carolina, Kentucky, they need to win two of those games. You expect them to, as of right now. Do I expect them to win one out of South Carolina and A and M? Yes, I expect them to win one. Okay. What about two out of three, counting Kentucky? Uh. They could. They very well could. It's they just, could, but I would probably bet against it. Yeah, that's why I went 75. That's why I went 75. No, that's fair. I would probably bet against it. We scored 16 Uh, points. And that's where I keep coming back to. We scored 16 points. And also, and also keep in mind, South Carolina was up 14 to 3. Yeah. Against Georgia. They got their ass kicked in the second half, but it was 14 to 3. I know they're one and two, but as far as I'm concerned, we are one and two as well. Considering what all South Carolina lost, the fact that they, they've looked a lot better than I would have thought. Even with the, the poorest, poorest, poorest offensive line. I mean, they lost everyone to the portal except Rattler. Well, like, look how bad their offensive line is. And now think about how their offense and Spencer Rattler has looked. That's what's yep. supposed to happen when you have a veteran quarterback who's yep. good. You don't make excuses. He gets it done. He, he shadows some things. Yep. All right. Last call. Give you 30 seconds if anybody else, anybody else wants to hop in. 30 seconds. If not, we are wrapping this up until next week. All right. Sounds good. Seth, I love you. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Reese Ranch podcast on Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. I don't think we're on SoundCloud actually anymore. But uh, go listen to the podcast. 